Welcome to the Hub Podcast. I'm your host, Chaney Passer. With me is Courtney K. Briggs. Courtney K. Five. We have a cool, I don't know if announcement or just a cool, cool thing for us. Um, You got a face mask from a company. Yes. And that will be, I'll do a full review walkthrough of it um, on the vlog the January, February vlog that I will be posting hopefully within the next day. Um, just kind of talking a little bit more in depth about it, but I just wanted to shout it out on the podcast. I got it from Wander Parlor. And I can put that down there or Chaney will yeah. put that down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have an Instagram, but if you can also like connect with their Shopify on their Instagram. So if you just go to their Instagram, you'll be able to find all of the products that I'm talking about, but also um, it's kind of just like a hub for a lot of really clean, eco-friendly small businesses that she brings in the products and then sells it through her, um, her eco shop or her wonder parlor. So the one I'm talking about and in my vlog is I've been struggling to find an enzyme fruit enzyme mask Mm. and, um, when I was really diving into skincare during, I guess, quarantine stuff, um, fruit enzymes is something that is really good for exfoliating your skin without like getting like any scrubs or things like mitts that are going to break your skin down and break the tissue down. The enzymes kind of do that um, with their own particles rather than getting the abrasion and the rough approach to your skin that's eventually going to just damage it even more um but i have some because i did not want to miss anything i'm just going to go down the list of all the awesome things about it um the product is a red oh not red i knew i was gonna mess that up it is an enzyme mask but is specifically for like refining and color correcting and improve your texture and the resurfacing um, and firming of your skin. So it's kind of a lot in one mask, but I was really searching for it because of the enzyme aspect of it. Um, The company that it is, is Earth Harbor and all she sells a lot of their products on her website. So it's not even just the refining mask, but they have a bunch of serums, a bunch of different products that are skin-based, but they're all like the list that I'm about to go down, like women-owned business, sustainable skincare brand. They're all vegan, cruelty-free, free of fillers and synthetics. That's one thing that I love about her shop is none of this stuff is like bullshitty clean. Mm. I feel like that's something that you see all the time where it's like, oh, this looks like this would be really clean and good products getting put into it and how they're made. And then you actually dive deep into it or look at the ingredient list and it's like, oh, no, I just got tricked by the branding again. Yeah. Um, so we were at the grocery well. store today and we were looking at yogurts and it says on the on the ingredients, one of the yogurts, it says organic corn starch. It, it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the if you look at the container, you look at, you know, just the branding or the company itself, it kind of s- promotes itself as a clean company yeah and i like to be able to find places like the wander parlor that you can actually just go and you know it's going to be clean because they do all the research for you rather than oh well i I don't know i'm just going to guess or i don't even know what half these products are and some of them the ingredients could be good but they just have a crazy name yeah someone's actually doing the research for you of looking into these looking into the companies looking into the business itself 
to see where does our integrity lie with these things that we care about. Yeah. Um, okay. It is a super cool um, purpley color. <laughs> I get it. I really get into the semantics of all of that in my vlog probably too much. Um, but the base is aloe. Mm. And it definitely has that gooey texture of aloe, which I kind of like. Um, it is the, but some of the other ingredients besides aloe, aloe is the main one, but um, pineapple extract, pomegranate, other tropical fruits. And like I said, it is a fruit um, enzyme mask. So it's using the natural ingredients from the fruit, which are so like naturally benefit just to eat or topical like this mask is. Um, it's just kind of doing what nature is supposed to do and you're just kind of using it for your own personal benefit um and it removes like i said as the exfoliator it removes your dead skin cells naturally rather than you using some sort of abrasive method which we typically do um and like i said it's perfect for acne prone skin so if you want you can also do it just as a spot treatment rather than an all-over mask um or, or brightens your skin dull oily um for a smoother surface. That's something that I have noticed a lot just using it a few times this week. Um, it really kind of smooths, smoothens, smoothens. Like the texture of my skin is what I'm really noticing, which is awesome. So I guess enough about me describing the mask. You should not only try that, but I would definitely look into if masks or skincare is not something you're interested in or something that you focus on. She has... A bunch of hair care products. Again, clean, mm. clean, clean products. Hair care. Um, they just launched a new like beard grooming oh, line. Sure. Um, but yeah, like anything from face oils to cleansers to exfoliators to um, powder shampoo to... And she, like I said, it works with a bunch of different companies that they all have naturally sustainable sourced ingredients, products, packaging. And it's kind of all in one hub one area and we get a 15 percent discount so if you just use the hub 15 which i'm sure you could also put on the screen the yeah. hub 15 uh you can get 15 percent off the wander parlor cool. cool i think along with promoting um that we should promote ours right away at the top too now uh the hub fitness our facebook page at the hub underscore fitness our instagram we're just posting more and more stuff, food stuff, fun facts, all that type of stuff. So go uh, go follow those and like those and, I don't know, keep up to date. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think to start with, like, I, your outfit is so silly. I, it's beach surfer girl. I just. Chic. You're really starting. Chic. It's not chic. It's like I'm, I'm in a, I'm. Here's the setting of my outfit. I'm driving in a Jeep, top down to you're the right. beach. You're jumping, gonna, hitting question mark gonna, boxes, getting mushrooms, jumping on gonna Goombas and gonna stop at the grocery store, but it's like a cool like market and then I'm going to go to the beach. That's what this outfit is. What's your outfit? What are you talking about? What's your outfit? Describe the scenario of your outfit. I mean, everyday, casual, <laughs> this is just what I look like. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. This is what I wear every day. Okay. 
I just, I mean, you I feel look like, like you're in a different world than I have been in. You look like I don't you're know going... where I've been. If this is your everyday outfit, where am I at every day? Is it the new hair? Do you, you feel like you got your haircut that you are now in an alternate world that you somehow think this is what you look like? I don't know what you're talking about. I've had my hair like this for so long. I've wore these clothes for like years and years and years. Okay. You know, this is what I feel comfortable in. <laughs> I don't know why you okay. to... Okay, sure. This, this is just what it is. This is Maple Leaf Day. Yeah, and this you're going Maple you're Leaf. going to save Princess Peach from the castle. What do you mean Princess Peach from the castle? I don't even get that analogy. Mario. Luigi. Oh, okay. I could see it. <laughs> you look like a I plumber. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like cool beach girl this isn't beach girl this is malibu beach girl this is like very specific kind of beach girl it's whatever you want it to be it's whatever i want it to be okay i just wish you'd dress up a little bit for this i mean this is kind of an important podcast now and i mean we have ads in the beginning and that sort of thing and i mean is this going to be a challenge because i will take it (laughs) i will take it there's no challenge podcast you better watch out. There's no challenge. You better I just, watch out. Okay, sure. I just, I'll just I, I, I put a very strong emphasis in looking nice every single day, and you just <laughs> usually don't put that same amount of emphasis in. Okay. We've known this. You're right. Everybody it's, watching knows you're this. You're right. It's a problem that we have. I will work on it. Yeah. It will be better. I would appreciate it, because I want this podcast to be high yeah. class. Totally. I agree. I agree. To me, I thought the swimsuit top underneath the overalls that I got from the thrift store with the hat, I thought that was high class. I might be wrong. I thought you threw some hoop earrings on to any outfit and you were good to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I got this nice clear glass with tea. You've got this big <laughs> bulky water bottle sitting in the corner. It, you just okay. have given up. Okay. Let's get into the topics. But challenge accepted. I will work on it. I will better myself. It's no challenge. It's just take care of yourself. I'm You're starting right. to get worried about you. I know. You keep me on top. <laughs> okay. So last episode we had a well, it's pretty it was about food. It was a lot about food. A lot of it wasn't like just a general diet podcast or you know, it, we didn't get into. I don't know. We got into specifics but on maybe different topics than most people talk about when they talk about food. <laughs> yeah, I think a little bit. Um, and we got a lot of good responses with it. So we want to dive deeper into some questions and um, a little bit more into our styles of eating and sure. kind of do a food 2.0 with this yeah. episode. Okay. So none of these are none of these questions are in like a specific order. They're just going to be, Sam, let's talk about them. Okay. Okay. What are our thoughts on making treats healthier? Example of avocado brownies, protein pancakes, cookies, or like certain like balls or granola bars. Making normal things that we could maybe deem as treats, but doing the healthier alternative to them. I think the first thing that comes to mind, I get scared of it right away because I think people use that kind of as a an excuse in a sense like they will kind of 
I don't know, they'll just kind of be like, well, this is a healthier version of this, so it's okay. And it's not necessarily the case a lot of the time because you're still using poor ingredients or products for a majority of it, or even if it's just for half of it or something, and you're just happening to throw in a couple good ingredients, um, that it ends up just kind of being this uh, mystery almost of like, well, I've turned these treats into healthy things now. Why am I still not getting to where I want to be with it or whatever? That I think proceed with caution with that kind of thing because yes, it can be great. Um, but at the same time, like majority of your foods should be, should be whole foods, should be foods that, you know, like your snacks should be apples and almonds and, you know, that sort of thing, fruits and nuts and maybe raw vegetables if you like that. Um, I would try to really limit the like, oh, I made my own, you know, what was it, avocado brownie, or I made my own granola bar, or, you know, a lot of those times, a lot of the times those, you, you start to take shortcuts just to make those edible too sometimes, like we've tried to make our own granola bars, and it's, it can work, but then at the same time, like, I don't really attribute that to eating healthy, because now I'm just eating granola bars all the time, to where I need a well- a healthy, well-balanced diet. Well, and that's my initial is I do like it depending on how we are thinking about it. Like you said, like proceed with caution. I think if we are seeing them still as what they are as treats, yeah, then that can be okay because hopefully then your approach to eating these items are as a limited time thing. This is not something like you're not going to make protein pancakes every day. You're not going to make the avocado brownies, you know, once a week. These are things that you should do in very limitation and are very in limitation and um, sporadically that if you're going to then have it anyways somewhat, like if you're like, I'm really feeling like pancakes and I haven't had them in a long time and this is what I decide I'm going to eat, then there's where the alternative, okay, maybe I'll do half flour, half protein powder or with the brownies instead of doing chocolate brownies this is my one time i'm going to have it every once in a while sure maybe i'll have the banana brownies or the avocado brownies or mixing in the healthier ingredients but like you said then really diving into now am i substituting it am i putting five avocados in a batch to make a brownie am i you know doing Mm -hmm. like we've done like banana ice cream before and now you're putting three bananas into like make a little serving well you're still eating three bananas yeah yeah (laughs) so I think it's how you approach it. I like it if you know, this is not something I do all the time, but I do want something as a treat. And you go, well, I could still make a healthier version of this. Then by all means, I think it's a great alternative. I think it's a good um, way to keep you on track, but still enjoy things in life. Um, but I think, yeah, where the, where the balance can come in, where the the slippery slope happens. This is to me the same thing with like artificial sweeteners is they go, well, there's no sugar in it or there's, you know, it's just artificial sweeteners, but then you end up having more of those things because you think it's the healthier version Yeah. that making sure that you're still eating them in, eating them in a limitation, eating them, not every eating them every once in a while. And not just because they're the healthier thing to you. You're not eating them as frequently as you would an apple or you would you know your almonds well because that's what will start happening is you you start to go to those things then for your maybe in-between meal or your snack or whatever rather than grabbing an apple grabbing something healthier so now 
you've made this thing kind of healthier, but then at the same time, you're replacing it with something that's way better for you anyways. So now you've mm -hmm. actually kind of taken a step backwards um, rather than doing what you maybe thought was going to happen of, oh, I'm going to get healthier by doing this. Right. Well, I think a perfect example that we use is like the sourdough bread. Mm -hmm. We make our own, or we make, you make us sourdough bread. You help. You're there for moral support. I, you cheer. Sure. And Have I been, I've been there through the whole process of it being <laughs> born and built and bred literally. Um, but it doesn't mean that we're not still eating bread. It is the healthier alternative if we like to have toast in the morning, if we like to have bread in the house, that is still better than buying it at the store and it's just this process. We don't know how it was made, but at the end of the day, it is still, we're eating bread. We're still eating the carbs. We're still needing to take in input of that of, okay, well, that is something I'm consuming in the day. It doesn't mean that I made it. It makes it healthy. Yeah. Homemade doesn't mean healthy. Yeah, not always. You know, I think the, the protein pancakes or even homemade pancakes is a perfect example because you think, oh, I made it from scratch. I made it at home. You know, this is going to be better for me than just using the box mix or whatever. Or maybe you are putting protein into it um, and you're thinking it's making it better, which you're getting more protein. But, you know, at the end of the day, like it's still flour, milk, butter, maybe some oil. Like it's really not super nutritious ingredients mm -hmm. and then a lot of the times what comes with that is then you're putting syrup on it or you're putting jelly on it or and probably not good jelly and it, it just it can be a slippery slope if you're not paying attention to it so i think really analyze what you're doing and i think the last thing for me with this one is like this is something that makes you one percent better this isn't like this isn't going to change your whole diet and make you, you know, this super beast at the gym or, you know, make you look aesthetically exactly how you want to look by doing these little switches. Like what needs to change is you not having the brownies to you eating an apple, you know, that sort of thing. This is just, it's the 1% switch to where you need to do the thing that's going to flip your life 50% or 25%, not, not the 1%. I think that's what we get caught up in a lot of the time too is like it's the new craze or you build up the courage to do it, but it's really, it's not doing that much for you. And sometimes it can be doing a bad thing for you. Mm -hmm. Next one. If you are counting calories for a cut, how long should someone be in a deficit and how should someone find their baseline? Hmm. I think the, I think to start with the bulk and the cut thing, I think the fitness world needs to get away from it. <laughs> okay. Like just in general, okay. I think it's something that's so, again, talking about the 1%, that is for the 1% of people to do is bulk and cut. It's not for, to bulk or to cut is not to get you into shape. You don't do these things to get you into shape. You do these things to look a certain way to, well, to look a certain way, but also squeeze that last, you know, ounce, two ounces of chiseling or size or whatever out of what you're trying to do. Um, it's not to change your aesthetics or how, how you're going to approach fitness after that. Like this is for a very small group of people, um, so I think in general, we need to get away from this like running a bulk and running a cut all the time type of thing. Like 
if you're wanting to lose weight, you're not cutting. You're just putting yourself in a position where you're eating good foods. You're more active than you are. You're burning more calories than you are taking in. Um, and that ratio should be not very, by, by not very much. You know, I think that's where we come to the, the whole cut example or idea is that ratio is usually pretty deep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's expending a lot of calories, not consuming a lot of calories. So it's, it's very wide. Um, but I think to answer the question, if you are doing a cut, I would say, I would say longest is probably, you know, three weeks. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, you, you got to think three weeks that ends up being like 21 days. And that's a view. If you're doing it correctly, a cut being that ratio is pretty wide. You're depleting your body for 21 days. That's quite a long time. So mm-hmm. you really shouldn't be doing it for that long. Um, and what was the other something about the baseline? Yeah. How would someone find their baseline? Baseline for. I think baseline is like your maintenance calorie. Like you're, you're, I'm not gaining. I'm not losing. I'm just kind of staying healthy. Well, that's what's, that's what's kind of difficult because your baseline can change all the time. You know, you look mm-hmm. at somebody who is, I don't know, say 21 years old and they are 165 pounds and they eat 2000 calories and their weight doesn't fluctuate. Well, that's their baseline. But you find somebody that's the same age, but instead of 160 pounds, they're 260 pounds and they also eat 2000 calories and they don't fluctuate in weight. That's their baseline. So like your body's going to adjust. It's what we talk about all the time. Your body's going to adjust and adapt. And that's kind of the problem that happens with people is whether they become super underweight or they become super overweight is, and it's not really super, it's even for just general population is you're, you get to this point where maybe you're not eating a lot of calories, but you're still overweight. Well, now what do I do? I can't reduce more calories mm-hmm. or say you're on the flip side of the coin and you're eating so many calories but you can't put on a single pound so it's like well we have to change something here we have to do something so baseline is it's kind of uh i don't know it's so individual and it's in a way it's like non-existent because your baseline can change all the time my baseline has changed immensely there's parts where I'm eating 25 to 3000 calories a day. And now there's other times where I'm eating 16, 1700. And I'm at both of those points, I was not losing a pound, not gaining a pound. So there's so many variables to that. Yeah. Well, and I think that also depends on your metabolic health or your, your, the health of your metabolism of, you know, if you are low, low calories to begin with, like you said, there's nowhere to go to where if you can build your your metabolism up to be able to handle a higher caloric intake and then you're not really adjusting your, maybe your output as much, your weight's going to stay the same or your um, your baseline isn't, is going to change to there to where like yeah. for mine, mine, my, say like I go even just like my weight, if I'm really working just focusing on numbers to make it simple. Say I stay around between 125 pounds to 130 pounds. That's really where I stay. If I push it, I can get to 135, but that's like, I'm really trying to make it to 135. 
But other than that, I stick around that. I don't really hover any lower. I don't like it is. Those are where I, that's where I sit, like those five pounds. Where I notice my body changing is depending on what kind of foods I'm eating, how frequently I'm eating, and if just like the consistency of my workouts and my eating. When I am doing this wishy-washy, sometimes I'll eat, I'll eat I'll eat breakfast every day, but then sometimes I get to a lunch and sometimes I don't, and then I'll eat a big dinner or whatever, and then the next day I'll eat all three meals and they're really big and whatever. That's when I notice my the look of my body changing a little bit more dramatically, but still staying within the weight range to where my calories, it's kind of like my body is matching whatever calories I'm putting into it, not necessarily bigger because I'm putting in more food, but just it alters the state of my shape. I think more to where if I'm just consistent, it doesn't really matter the number of how much I'm bringing in or the output that I'm doing. As long as it's steady, that's when I start to see like somewhat of a baseline of I don't really have to watch specifically what I eat or how much or how much I work out or the volume of that. As long as I'm just doing it something consistently, Mm -hmm. that's really when I find my baseline, I guess I would say. But same thing, I would say three weeks, and that's going to be different for each person. There's no way I could do three weeks of a cut. I would have to go way shorter than that just because for my body, I lose weight very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean lose weight quickly. I can feel my body deteriorating a little bit quicker when I'm lower on calories. And three weeks, if I'm also working that into like a program or something, all like my strength does not hold on yeah you could be really losing and that's the thing that's the other thing too with with the cuts is like you know you really want to pay attention to every aspect of what's going on like just because you set a i'm going to do it for three weeks and you kind of feel two weeks in like wow like my body's really hurting i have no energy you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. If you're getting ready for like a competition of some sort, then you kind of just have to maybe tough it out or maybe adjust a little bit or something. But if you're doing it just for fun, um, like that's something to analyze and look at is like, okay, two weeks is when I really feel like I have kind of met my (laughs) limits with this. Because if you go much longer, you know, that's where injuries can start happening. That's where, you know, you're just, you're drained for energy. You don't feel good. You don't want to show up. You're going to lose motivation. Um, it's just a lot of negativity then that comes with that. So it's not even just about like looks wise, it's about how you feel. And if you just feel like dog shit, like Mm -hmm. get, you know, just stop, get out of it. You know, that, that is also not healthy for you. If you feel like crap, that's telling you, Hey, we need to do something else because I don't feel good. And then your body's definitely not going to change. Yeah. You know, think about when you're sick. You think you want to go to the gym and you work work your butt off at the gym and try to get these last couple, you know, lines in your body or whatever. Like your body's really not going to want to let you do anything when you're sick. So it's kind of the same thing. Your body's deteriorating. It's slowing down. It's trying to give you signs that, hey, we need to do something. So just listen. Mm-hmm. Just listen to your body. This kind of follows into the next question is basically... You know, if you are counting calories or you're really paying attention to the numbers, is it okay if they push the calories a little bit, depending on the day, if the foods that they're eating are like whole foods? Like an example they brought up of like making a smoothie 
is it okay if, you know, throwing an avocado in there, throwing the peanut butter in there, throwing, you know, maybe a little bit more denser of, or bumping up your calories, can it be okay if the foods that you are choosing are good? Oh, yeah, I to- I I think so. I, and I think, again, the question is, what foods are you saying are good? So really analyze that. <laughs> if you are, yeah. You know, analyze what foods you're you're looking at or what you're talking about. But, I mean, I tell you what, find me somebody who is overweight from eating whole natural foods. You're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody. Like, there's just so many natural stops in them. You know, it's just like whole foods are more satiating. So, you just are not going to want to eat more. I mean, I was having like a salad the other day with Brussels sprouts and cabbage. It was not that big a salad and I was just done mm-hmm. with it. It just it's so done with it. And it's like, it's because it's just, it's so filling. It takes so long to chew. It's like, there's so many different things that whole foods just, they have these natural stops in them that you're not going to eat more than one apple. Probably you're not going to go grab a second one when you're done, <laughs> but you're going to go grab a second bag of chips when you're done with it. So I think that's something that I totally would not be worried about. Um, I think the idea of like putting it into a smoothie, maybe watch out for that because that does make it easier to eat and digest mm-hmm. and whatnot to where you could maybe go rogue or go crazy with that by adding calories in the smoothie field. But if you're eating the whole food, you're going to have such a tough time like with that being an issue if you're if you're doing that so my in general i would say that no i think that's fine i think if you're you're adding a second portion of you know veggies or something like i wouldn't be worried about Mm -hmm. it at all Mm -hmm. i agree uh next question what kind of processed foods do we specifically eat and are there any that are kind of non-avoidable or non-negotiable for us yeah non-avoidable i mean basically and it's all about definition but every piece of meat that you eat or touch is processed every dairy product you know eggs are like again it goes to the definition of things if it's processed like it's basically handled and put into a package type thing that can be the basically the the bottom line of what is packaged um versus what is not so um i think they probably want to know more like what bad things. Um, I think more like the typical version of processed. Oh, like I don't sure. think if you were like, what's a processed food? I don't think most people would go meat and eggs. and Sure. Um, peanut butter is always on the list. Um, I guess you could, if you count butter, I don't know if you count butter, which I have such a hard time finding a butter that I want. You go look at the back of butter, it's it's all natural flavorings and it's this and it's that and it's there's so much just random crap in it. But I don't know, I can't really think of anything. Peanut butter. Well, and that's something before I get into mine is uh, do I, I don't think I don't think any food is like unavoidable. You'd make it's a choice. You can you know, most people oh, would I say like they meant processed like like unavoidable processed wise, I guess. Sure. But I mean, you could still find a farmer and get milk from them. You could find a farmer and, you know, get, I mean, granted. Sure. But you're, I mean, you're not going to go out and 
butcher the beef and <laughs> no i and, think and i, I think what most off. people are talking about processed is not the whole cut meat that you get or the right. which okay and that's where i wanted to get into more of the specifics of if we are talking about something like dairy or meat say at the grocery store we're not getting the stuff that is like pre-breaded pre-seasoned pre-touched like it's like literally just true yeah cut whether they clean it or whatever package and you yep. can see the meat you can see the the kind that it is the gross looking meat same thing with i mean milk i would love to get it directly from somebody eggs i would love to get it directly from somebody but mm -hmm. we are just not in like i said the everything can be avoidable it's just up to your choice yeah, I'm not going to go through the extra work to find a farmer and to do all that. Granted, where we live, would that be probably really easy? Yeah, but... Um, I think you're right, though. It's like, how much effort do you want to put into it? You know, yeah. we could probably go find a farmer or we could probably go, you know, yeah. meat-wise, we could we could find something a little bit better than maybe going to the typical grocery store yes. and, and that sort of thing. Yes, and even, even just like with dairy stuff, like looking at the back of the milk, and no, we're not getting the the almond milk that has sugar in it. We're not getting right. like we, we just got yogurt today. Getting the yogurt that just has unpasteurized milk and maybe salt, but not getting flavored ones, not getting anything that has any additives in it. And yep. really looking at the ingredient list when we're shopping. Um, yeah, basically in that terms, it's like we want as little amount of ingredients as possible and as whole natural as we can get. Like, yeah. Like with the meat, you know, we don't want to grab a piece of meat that now has a breading on it and a seasoning on it and all that type of stuff. It's like if we want to do that, we can do that. And then we would end up choosing healthier options or try to find a way to do it in a healthier way if we wanted to. But we're grabbing the plain slab, whatever it is, no breading, nothing and mm -hmm. taking that. Mm -hmm. As far as... um. I think maybe like my diet, I guess. The only time that I really steer from this is say like when I'm traveling. Like oh, right sure. now I'm in a thick of a travel season for my job. And now there is a choice. I can easily go yeah, to a clearly, grocery store when I get this there. This your job. I, I can go to a grocery store and make or get my own food and I don't have any way to cook it, but I could still get somewhat like raw things and eat it. But for my emotional and mental health it's much easier for me to just they pay for my food and they we get dinners and like we just order from restaurants it's easy for me to just order food so that is where yeah. i maybe steer from knowing what all the ingredients are knowing how they cook it i choose the healthier options but again i don't know what oils are cooking it in i don't know what yeah ingredient like um yeah we get where, it. Where do I, okay um but as far as at home, we don't hot sauce. Yeah. That's not even like non-negotiable or anything. I could easily go without it. But I'm just trying to think like in our daily, like what we get in a grocery noodles. Yeah. Otherwise, like we really don't honey, like stuff like that, like peanut butter, honey. Yeah. Which, which honey we even try to find. You it's know, just pure raw honey um hot sauce otherwise we really do not have anything like of the typical processed no we don't have a lot i think the things that would be most processed is the yogurt the butter um like you said like we usually have some sort of hot sauce just because we like that um 
peanut butter, noodles. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, we, we really try to stay as close to all natural foods. And this doesn't mean going and buying organic. Like we don't no. buy organic anything really. We just go and we find the things that are whole natural foods. If they have a package, we look on the back and it, you know, we want to see almonds, raw almonds. That's all we want. We don't want the sea salt ones or this or that. Like we want the pure raw thing. And then we'll make a meal out of it. We'll decide what to do with it after that. Yeah. Next question. What's your favorite pre-workout snack or meal? Um, I don't know. That one's kind of, I've never really gotten into that of a, a specific one for me or that sort of thing. I can give you like what, <laughs> I mean, science, science says. What well, Mr. Just go, science yeah, just go what, go what you think. I think another a thing to point out for you specifically is you don't eat and then work out right away. You like to let it settle. Yeah, I like to let it settle or, or give it some time. I, I think the arbitrary number is like an hour to two hours is how much time you need to wait until the food that you just ate is actually being, you know, say turned into um, glucose so that you can use that as energy to work out. Um, so for me, it's more so like I don't really like eating on an empty or lift, working out on an empty stomach. Um, it's not so much that I'm trying to use that for energy type of thing. So I'll eat and maybe wait 30 minutes to an hour and then work out just because I like the way that I feel more so with that. Um, but I think as far as like what science would say is if you're going into workout, you want some sort of carbohydrate and sugar and pre preferably a simple carbohydrate because that's going to be quicker to digest. So then you are using that glucose quicker than like if you were to do um, a complex carbohydrate, like, a, you know, like potatoes more so have those i think brown rice more so has complex carbs um so going more simple carbohydrate and then and it doesn't have to be a big meal something small like i think what always comes to mind as a good pre-workout is like oatmeal with some bananas simple simple sugars you're gonna get it use it right away it's typically somewhat lighter um so that you're not like f super full feeling going into working out um, but then yeah, using that and that will take you off. I am the opposite. I like eating and then immediately working out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's just like, I know my body isn't necessarily using that for energy, but I know for myself, I just, I like feeling full and yeah, I like, I, I like, I don't know. Me being hungry is like, see you later. So if I start to get hungry within my workout, it's going to just... I'm going to start to just be a problem. So I like knowing like I got <laughs> I ate right before I went. So it's going to last me a while. Um, but yeah, same thing. Like I carbs, any kind of carbs. Like I love doing rice bowls. I love doing um, a piece of bread. I like doing oatmeal. I don't necessarily like doing a like a dense. It depends on what t kind of like type of day or, or time of day that I'm working out. My favorite time of day as far as how my body feels is like 2 p.m. I don't mm. like that as far as what the day is because I like working out in the morning or I like working out at night just because my body, I don't know, I feel like it fits in my schedule a little bit more. But as far as like feeling fueled and energized, not tired yet, but not like calorie deficit, 
in yeah. that zone. Like that's where I feel the prime is like one to two p.m. Yeah. Um, if it's in the morning, I actually would probably prefer to have yeah like something quick or something just like a little bit of oatmeal but because my stomach and my system is so fresh i probably would just like rock it out with whatever energy source i was getting whether it was coffee or pre-workout and just letting that oh you'd go no food and then i think i would kind of make sure that i'm just prioritizing a breakfast like a big breakfast afterwards hmm because I think if I'm already in the mindset of I'm going to work out early in the morning, I want to get to it. Sure. So maybe I would do some sort of maybe a smoothie or I would do, and that's where like the denser smoothies would come into play is where I would do, you know, an avocado and do the peanut butter and all that. Or mm. yeah, something simple like a piece of piece of the sourdough or an yeah, apple. I think, I think for filling, me, but light. I think for me, the the light carbohydrate is what has seemed to always work best i don't like meat i don't like before i know some people like that um like doing some sort of meat or some sort of protein i guess probably more specifically beforehand i've never really noticed much from that um i don't know why anybody would do like a big thing of veggies before i i wouldn't do that i would do something light carby um and yeah, just not, not too much of it. Something like oatmeal or something like a, yeah, rice with, you know, maybe something in it, rice with a little bit of egg or I don't know, yeah, so, something of that sort. But yeah, light and carby is what I like. Yeah. I'm mostly just focused on the, the drink. drink yeah. You're more focused on the drink. What drink am I having for it? Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of drinks. Well, that's oh. what I thought you were saying. You said pre-workout. Oh yeah. Like, whoa. And then you yeah. said meal. No, no. Uh. Um, water intake. How much water do we drink? Some people say that, you know, it's a certain amount of gallons. Some people say that it is, you know, per ounce of body weight or like body, blah, kind of like pound per. Yeah. You know, I, I learned something a little while ago um, from a MMA nutritionist that your body can really only absorb and utilize like a liter of water per hour. So if you're really drinking or you trying to get more than that in, and it's per hour, so it's it's kind of specific to that, you end up just kind of um, flushing a lot of it out and you're not really doing much with it. You know, so these people that are like, drink a gallon every, you know, two hours or something crazy, um, you're just kind of putting unnecessary stress and unnecessary liquid into your body. Um, so I think, I guess on the side of too much, think about that only a liter per hour. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a number, you know, I, I think if that's what makes it easy for everybody is one gallon, do that or do this per body weight. Um, I think my advice with it is I would say that one liter per hour thing. If you can do a liter per hour, that's pretty awesome. Um, if you can't do that much, that's okay. That's a lot, that's a lot of water still. Um, so maybe just kind of set that as a goal and try to do that. If it's too much, if you're <laughs> just going to the bathroom too much or whatever, you can obviously reduce it and go a little bit less than that. Um, 
but that will that will really i think push you to go towards water to begin with which is a good thing um but then secondly like you're going to get all the benefits from it then Mm -hmm. yeah i i am pretty good about drinking water so i don't have to like make it an effort but i know um some people that i work with they have a really hard time with it so i think tips if you are trying to drink more water is you could get like this water bottle i think is a, a half gallon yep so i just know for me it's easy for me to get three of these in in a day not really necessarily needing to think about it but i just always have it by me and on me so that it's easy for me to just oh yeah water i'm gonna have a sip and it's easy for me to get three of these in so it's like a gallon and a half i would get something like this get something where it's it holds a bunch of water you can take it throughout the day so if you're running errands you don't have to like well i already drank it and now i'm not gonna be home for another three hours yeah and just kind of keeping track of okay i need to drink this needs to be done by whatever time you can set time frames in your day you could um i know there's water bottles that even kind of like plan it out for you in the day there are apps that you can get that send you reminders that are fun little activities that go along with the drinking water um, one of my coworkers, he like labels the water so that he knows how many he's had so there's yeah. many ways to do it as long as you're prioritizing it you can be creative with it but for me yeah, I'd probably say a gallon and a half is what I typically do. And that's just what is easy for me to do. That's not like I'm pushing and focusing on drinking the water. I'm just kind of drinking one. Well, and I've noticed for me, like with the those that we got, the half gallons, and we also just have some like regular ones laying around. I'll kind of go in phases of like sometimes the half gallon is it really makes me push towards it. But then sometimes it's like I don't even really think about it. So maybe just experiment with yourself too. Like, do you do better with like what you have of that big of one? Or do you do better of like, I have a smaller glass and I need to make sure I get, you know, eight of these Mm -hmm. in throughout the day or, you know, 12 of these in. So I don't know. I would just say experiment to, to get more water. I would say a general, most people probably could or should drink more water than they do. Um, so I think starting there, but you know, you can look it up and you can you can find a, a whole bunch of different things and a whole bunch of I mean, I've seen like I've seen articles or some things of people saying that we don't need to really be drinking water at all. And <laughs> I'm not really in that boat. So you can really find any information about water. Um, so I don't know. There's a there's a healthy balance. And I think you can find that. Mm-hmm. I would just say one liter per hour that is what i've heard and i've learned um you don't need much more than that so you can go a little bit less than that and you'll probably be good next question how often do we treat ourselves do we make things like cookies or treats at home and do we kind of do whatever we want when we are say like in a maintenance which going back to this balkan cut kind of yeah again too um well and that's what's kind of funny is like i'm i'm generally always in a maintenance now in a sense, like I'm so committed to just slowly getting to where I want to go and where I want to be because it's like the whole baseline thing that we were talking about before. You know, I'm in this part of my fitness life that I want to get bigger again, but I'm going to do it differently than I did before. I'm not going to try to rush to get there. I'm going to do it so that I look really dense and I'm healthy doing it. And I work my way up to having a baseline where I'm eating a really good amount of calories and 
a healthy amount of calories and I'm still able to put on muscle. I'm still able to put on size. Um, so yeah, with the, the maintenance part of that, like I'm never not taking this seriously. I guess what I'm trying to say, like I'm always taking this seriously. That's what this whole thing is about. Health is you're always committed to it and you just have to, I don't know, surrender to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's easy for me because I enjoy it and I like it. I like talking about it. I like working out. I like all that stuff. But um, yeah, it is very much a part of my life. So do I treat myself? Yeah. I mean, pretty, I guess for me, I would say frequently, but. Um, Which what does frequently look like to you? The only thing I can really think of is like we get Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, we'll go get a thing of ice cream every now and again, but you say like once I, a month. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, what do you probably around there? But that's not the only thing, you know. And I think I, I'm just I maybe I'll treat myself like when I go back home for Christmas. I'll you know, there's obviously so much out and around to be able to snack on and treat on. So um, I usually go all in on that, but. I don't know. Like, I think my treat is like a drink at the end of the night. Well, like, and that's, we'll that's have... kind of the other thing too, is like everybody's got their own treat necessarily. You know, to me, sure. my, my treat is a piece of sourdough bread with peanut butter and honey on it. <laughs> Where you put the honey on it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to mix this question kind of into one larger one. I think treating yourself can be good i think it's a part of life is enjoying the yummy foods and the yummy drinks and kind of getting to experience those things and you know go to the movies and you get the popcorn or yeah you are having a movie night and we're watching a lot all related to movies um <laughs> I just realized that I was saying that. that's all we do um, we do this podcast yeah. we watch movies <laughs> that's our life um you know like having the ice cream and enjoying that guilt-free or going out to eat and going to Buffalo Wild Wings and knowing nothing on this menu is healthy, but I'm going to get it anyways, that just doing it with an understanding of this isn't good for me, but that's okay. This is good for me because I'm getting the emotional aspect of it. I'm getting the, you know, the fun or the, the fulfillment of this food, not so much maybe the nutritious value of it, or it's not necessarily on my track of what I'm working with health wise, but like we say, mental, emotional, and physical, you have to have all of them balanced or as close as you can. That for me, like I know when I eat a freaking platter of sushi, oh my gosh, does my happiness, it soars. Is it the best thing for me? No, maybe not. But I know that that's important to me. That's something that I want to keep in my life just as much I want to feel good and look good. But... I don't think it has to be this binge nothing or it needs to be this like, well, I'm going to go into this screw it mode and that's when I'm going to do it or just like lie to yourself of like, well, no, this is healthier. This is okay. I only do it every once in a while. And then you kind of tally up all those things that you do every once in a while. And then you're realizing you're doing something every day or once a week or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where for me with this question is that I'm, I don't do like 
I'm very committed to eating healthy and I enjoy that and I do that. So it's not even necessarily a treat to me, these things. Like the treat for me is being healthy and not having to worry about when we go to the movies and getting popcorn and feeling guilty and stuff. Like I'm, I'm not even thinking of that as a treat or I'm not thinking we go to a restaurant and we, you know, get a, I don't know, we go to a Mexican restaurant and we get burritos and they're just so large and and we do a full thing of chips (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. like i don't even think about that as being a treat because like i know that this isn't gonna affect me really in in many ways because as the next week two weeks month you know however long like i'm gonna be eating well and consistent and whatever so it's it's really not even a part of my really not even my mind when i'm going and you know grabbing another kit kat at your grandma's or i'm Mm -hmm going in, you know, having a, a fun drink at night or whatever, like it's just not in my awareness because like I'm, I'm eating healthy all the time. So these don't seem like treats to me. They just seem like, yeah, we'll just do this, whatever. And then I'll be back on track. And that's where being consistent with your, your eating habits, being consistent with your exercise. And it gives you a lot of free bandwidth. Oh, it gives you so much more freedom. I, you know, like say I go on these weekends, we have a full trunk of cookies and candy and a bunch of chips that I don't think twice about, yeah, I'll grab something. I'll grab a bag of pretzels. I'll grab, you know, the cookies or whatever, because I know, like you said, I put myself in such a good position every other day of the week that I don't have to like be feel guilty about that because I know I'm setting myself up for success in the other ways more. Yeah. When you're so just eating, figuring out like, are you having more treats than you are eating healthy? Right. That's where I think the amount should come into play is just really focusing more on the good rather than the bad. Yeah. Cause when you're, when your diet or your eating is 90% healthy all the time, you don't even think about the 10% that you go to Taco Bell late at night or, mm-hmm. you know, you grab the bag of cookies at, at work or whatever. Like it gives you some being disciplined gives you so much more freedom than you realize because I don't even think twice about treats. That's not even on my mind. Most of the time I'm thinking about the money of it. I don't give a shit if it's healthy or not. I'm thinking like, oh, do I really want to spend, you know, 10 bucks at Taco Bell? Mm-hmm. It's like, You're right. I got food at home. Right. I already bought. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. So I think, I think the the treat thing is a interesting one because it's we're always looking for that. When can I, you know, have a fuck it day? When can mm-hmm. I, you know, cheat day, cheat me? When I, yeah, when can I have a cheat day or when can I have my treats or whatever? To where it's like, if you can, and it's so cheesy, but it's like, the treat is being healthy and not you know, not being in a situation you don't want to be in kind of thing. Like the treats, not the, the little bad thing you get. Yeah. You know, that's how is that a treat? (laughs) It's not good for you. Right. That's not a treat. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. Next one. For someone who is trying to lose weight and be healthy, should they consistently be in a cut or should they cycle? I'm going to start this one. Yeah. I don't feel you should even be in a cut. I, like we said, the cut bulk thing 
is kind of gray area, but I don't, it depends on what your activity level is. If you are consistently working out and consistently as in like, you know, you are sticking with your schedule on a weekly basis. You are not, well, I'm going to go in some days and then I don't go in some days. If you are consistent with your, maybe your lifting program, especially if you're on a lifting program, I would not be cutting the calories. I would be slowly adding them or at least keeping track of what you are eating right now so that you have more wiggle room down the road. That if you just keep cutting your calories, you're going to teach and train your body. This is how low of a caloric intake I need to have to maintain this lower body weight. So I would see it as you're training your metabolism to do something different, which is eating food and eating healthy food, matching your activity level with that so that you're training your body to go, oh, I can eat more and still lose weight. I can eat more and still maintain this newer physique and the lower maybe the weight and not set yourself up worse for later. Yeah, I think, and I think maybe, you know, I kind of went in on the whole cut bulk thing. I think a lot of people don't, I think I have a different definition than what most people have of cut and bulk. Yes, you partially, do. Partially, you know? Yeah. So I think, um, I think there's some disconnect with me and people there um, to where I guess I would say, let's stop using cut and bulk as terms unless you're a professional bodybuilder because... It's going to, again, you, you start looking at information that's cut in bulk. You're going to get things that maybe you shouldn't be doing to where just like we were talking about the baselines and stuff before. It's kind of a, what do you want your life to be? Do you want to only be able to eat 600 calories to maintain, you know, this weight? Or do you want to be able to eat 15, 16, 1700 calories and be able to maintain this weight or or even lose the weight you know so i think the objective should be let me eat how i can eat or should eat as far as you're eating whole foods and you're eating 15 1600 calories or maybe 2000 calories but now what we need to look at then is if you're trying to lose weight how many calories are you burning so you need to be burning more than you're consuming so if you want to eat 15, 16, 1700 calories, you need to be burning 18, 19, 2000 calories, something like that. You want it to be close to each other. You don't want these extreme wide gaps. That's where burnout happens. Whether it's you're eating way too less and you're burning a crazy amount of calories or you're eating so many calories, but then you're going even harder just to burn that many calories off. You're going to burn out at some point. We want a nice, consistent thing that you can do for the next 20 years and you're not going to burn out from. So it's keeping those ratios right next to each other. But if your goal is to lose weight, then you need to be burning more calories than you are consuming. And it's just the opposite. Like for someone like me that's trying to put on weight, I need to be eating a little bit more calories than I am burning. That way I continue to put on more and more weight. And then that that's when you start talking about the baseline part of it is, well, now your baseline's at, you know, 1600 calories and you get to your goal weight 
So now you can either ease up on the exercising or you can add a little bit more calories and balance that out. But it's a little bit. It's not, I was eating 600 calories and now like I can't, I can't not work out for three hours a day or on the opposite end, I'm eating 3000 calories and I can't put on a single ounce of weight because mm-hmm. like I can't eat anymore. So you need to keep those ratios close to each other, but you want it to be healthy and sustainable. And you want to be able to, when you get to your goal weight, cre- you already have your baseline set. That's what happens for a lot of these people that lose weight when they do this crazy calorie deficit thing is you end up gaining it all back because your body never adjusted and made that your your baseline. It never made it, you know, this is what we eat and how much we burn type of thing. It was, well, I did this crazy thing for 30 days at 600 calories and it was a liquid diet or whatever and I lost 10 pounds or 15 pounds and now I'm at my goal weight. Well, now you start going back into normal life you're eating 12, 13, 1400 calories, you just gain all that weight back because you never, you never created a new baseline. Yeah. And I think, so that's just my general advice would be pay attention to how much you're intaking. And that doesn't mean necessarily counting calories. That could just be how many times in a day you eat or how big your meals are or how many items you have on your plate that... If you are low and you think you're eating low and then that's where maybe the numbers can help you kind of gauge, then I would just focus on upping the calories with whole foods. Mm -hmm. If you are the person that eats a lot, but you feel like I don't want to really have to decrease and you are consistently with your program, then I would just try to adjust your types of food. Keep the same numbers, keep the same you know, ballpark of what you're intaking, but just switch what kinds of food you're eating to get those calories. And if you are in a cut and you are actually doing that from what we're talking about, the cycling aspect of it, um, yes, I would cycle. I would, just like we said, like if you're in a cut doing it for two to three weeks and once or twice a week, I would add in a, a bump it up day and bump your calories up. Just that you're giving your body kind of that switch and that break in the system. Next question. How do you feel about intuitive eating? I I think this kind of goes into the last question a little bit is um, I feel like you somewhat, if you really, if you sit and analyze, I feel like you somewhat know, am I eating enough? Am I eating too much? Am I exercising enough or am I not exercising enough? Or just activity, I think is a better word. Am I am I active enough? Am I, you know, at a desk for my job all day, every day? Um, or am I a construction worker and I'm out doing stuff all day long? I think we generally know. We just have to kind of sit and really be honest with ourselves. And I think that comes kind of the same with the intuitive eating is like, we just don't sit and think about it enough. We don't really analyze it enough. So I, I like it. I like it in the sense that like you're really learning about your body and what, what your body is doing. Um, I think you should know that, but I also think there's a certain level of like, you need to take some baby steps. You know, some people you want to jump right to expert level of doing, um, this type of 
I don't know what you would call it, diet or whatever, when it's like you're not really sure what foods you should be eating yet. So I think it's a proceed with caution thing. Make sure you really are dialed in and you know, I should be eating this. I shouldn't be eating that. If you can answer those, you know, 10 out of 10, then I think, yeah, it can be a really helpful tool. I think the intuitive eating is kind of my bulk and cut thing. Like, I feel like in the industry or with regular people, people, regular people, meaning like people that this isn't their job Mm -hmm. is it's either I count calories or I intuitive eat. It's either one or the other to where there's so much in between that of it doesn't need to just be counting calories. It's about what kind of calories are there. And I think that's something that we're trying to promote a little bit more recently is the numbers only say so much. It's about the ingredients that they put in there. It's the type of food that you're eating. It doesn't matter if the calorie count stays the same. An apple is clearly better than cereal. Mm -hmm. Even though the numbers can match up, but it's like, what kind of sugar is that versus that sugar? What kind of carbs is that versus that carbs? So I think it's really simplifying it you don't need to count all your calories and you don't need to just be this like free i know what is going on with my body because both of those are hard both of those are not easy to maintain both of those are could possibly be too dialed in for what most people even need and then you're going to see food as a scary thing or a hard thing or a stressful thing rather than something that can benefit you and be simple. We have to do it every single day and multiple times a day. Might as well make it as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. That if you're kind of debating one or the other, I would say just simplify it and take all of your meals or whatever you're going to eat and just look into what it is. Am I eating the thing out of the wrapper? Or am am I eating the processed thing? Am I eating the the thing that has the low calorie thing on the front or am I eating something that is a whole food that didn't come in this weird packaging or pre-made thing or pre-made meals or whatever like figuring out more of the basics first Mm -hmm. then if you're like no I got that down now I'm getting into the kind of the two percent of well I'm realizing for me Maybe avocados are a little bit too fatty for what I'm needing right now or a little bit too high in carbs or what I'm specifically going for. But most people, you just got to focus, like simplify. Yeah. Simplify it. I think, I think it's a, overall, it's a good thing. I think it's just, uh, people maybe don't know how to do it or aren't really ready to do that quite yet. So I think, yeah, both of the things we said, like analyze and make sure you're ready to do that or try that um, and then try it and see. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's good. Okay. Next one. If they're trying to lose weight, can they have an example of a meal of like a pizza with like a side of veggies? It's like something not healthy, but with something healthy. Like, is there, is there a benefit to that? Is something, is that kind of like, if you're, if you're focusing on losing weight, is that a smart choice or is that kind of like you're not really going anywhere? Like just that mindset of that meal. Um, I would, I don't know. It's tough. You know, that's only one meal mm-hmm. is there's so many other meals and days and weeks and months um, wrapped up into all of that. Um, 
if we're going with that's the only meal you're eating, I would say no. You know, that's not good enough. But um, if that's your one thing for the entire month, then I think you're fine, you know, or. Yeah. I think I think the, the method of like the canceling out doesn't so much work. It, it, 100% it, doesn't work. So I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it in that respect of like. Oh, I had kind of going back to the first question of like, oh, I had my protein pancakes, but I smothered them in regular maple syrup or I had a salad, but I put dressing on it or this like I had pizza, but then I had well, a it depends on what it. dressing dressing. Sorry, more specific dressing as in like ranch or French dressing, like something that is not just like olive oil and seasoning. Yeah. I think. Um, I to me a general a good general rule of thumb is everything you eat try to find what this is benefiting you or 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 maybe more so on the opposite end try to find what's negatively impacting you if what you're putting in your body you know is negatively impacting you you probably shouldn't be eating it now that can be good advice for some people can be bad advice for others because like you could probably find a negative in everything or you could probably find a positive in everything like, oh, this pizza pizza's got, you know, uh, bell peppers on it. So that's good for me. That's fine. But I think if you're if you're trying to be healthy just in general, if you can find something or if there's something screaming at you that, hey, this isn't really you shouldn't be eating this, then you probably shouldn't be eating it. You know, piece of pizza. It's like hypothetically nobody should be eating a piece of pizza it's not good for you um with a side of veggies i I like what you're saying of like you can't do the cancel out game you know you can't do the like well i had this but i had an apple too it's like it your body doesn't know your body doesn't care you know it doesn't it's Mm -hmm. not like it's not like oh pizza is coming down the gullet oh wait an apple we're good don't worry guys it's like it's not doing that. Like a salad with a side of fries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's it's one of those things like to break it down to just one meal, you can't really say if it's okay or not because what is your whole month that looked like? The only way that I say that this method or idea can make sense is if you are working out of eating this way, this could be a helpful tool to get you on a more sustainable track of like, okay, if I'm going to eat pizza, at least I'm going to get filled up with half veggies, not just more pizza. So it's like kind of like choosing, you know, it's like the whole water idea. It's like, well, if I have more water and I don't feel thirsty, then I might not go for the juice or I might not go for the soda. So same thing. You might get filled up on the good stuff. Yeah. There you go. You might get filled up on the good stuff, so then you won't feel like you need to overindulge on the bad stuff. Yeah. Um, I think all of this stuff is, it's the old saying in moderation. Like we have pizza. You know, we have ice cream. We, I have chocolate. <laughs> like we, we do all of these things, but it's in moderation. It, it doesn't come around very often. Um, we have it when we want to have a night to not have to cook something maybe, or 
things are running late for the day and it would just be easier to do that or whatever but or you just want to enjoy pizza or you just want to enjoy pizza like but it doesn't come around very often so i i don't know i think the idea of how can i save all the things that i like to eat and keep it in my diet i think abandon that and just go to like what's going to make me healthy because i feel like if you get into that mindset and you're doing that for a long time you won't even notice all the stuff that you feel like you're going to miss right now. You know, I think that's what people get caught up in is, well, I'm just going to miss my pizza or I'm going to miss my ice cream. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss that. Um, when you do it consistently and long enough, like you don't really miss it. It's what your dad said about carbs. Doesn't even notice it. Doesn't even notice yeah. it. So it's like, you just got to do it for long enough and you won't really even notice it. Can't go an episode, can we? I had to. I had to put them in there somewhere. Oh my gosh. Okay. Last question. I think this kind of will wrap up everything. What should a goal for each meal be? My first thing would is always balance. Like I'm always looking for balance. So um, I'm not wanting to load up on the same items just over and over again. You know, it's not like I want like my whole plate to be meat and then nothing else or my whole plate to be veggies. There's so many different vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that you get from everything or so many different things that balance and variety uh, is what I would go for as as much as possible. That was going to be my thing too, balance. Like looking at your plate and or bowl or whatever you're making and kind of for me, like my markers are like having a protein source, having a veggie and having a carb or some, a fat source that if I'm getting that every meal and then even every meal, it's maybe a different version of that. Like I'm not having the same veggie every single meal or I'm not having the same kind of protein every single meal. So I'm getting a variety even throughout my day. Um, and then, yeah, I just, if I'm going to get real picky with it, I don't know. I, th- I think of like what kinds of meats or veggies that I'm getting. My pro or my carbs pretty much say the same. It's like rice or potato or mostly rice. Um, but like if I got like a green vegetable for breakfast, maybe for lunch, I would do like a bell pepper. And then oh, for sure. dinner, I would maybe do something different like a beet or whatever. That's not always super consistent and like onion and garlic i swear i have it in like every single meal so there are some things i just i always have in there um and then also how i'm cooking it just kind of keeping in mind of how i'm continually if i'm cooking the same thing am i always cooking it in olive oil or always cooking in butter or changing that up just to give myself not that anything is bad or better but just giving myself different variety so i say variety and balance yeah yeah and and for me i would almost for me, it's like switching the veggies out for the fruit in a way. Like and I, consistency. I love fruit. I mean, that's my, that's the thing for me is like protein, fruit, and then some sort of carb usually. I mean, I'm obviously having veggies, but yeah, I would just say try to try to put on your plate or in your bowl as many different things as you can. That kind of makes sense. You know, you're not going to put a piece of meat in with your oatmeal, but you know, just as many different things as you can get in there. Um, because it's just, there's so many benefits to, to all of these whole foods that 
you want to soak up as much as you can. And plus, I think the variety is going to keep you more interested than like, oh, I got to have my salad with ranch on it mm-hmm. again. Yep. Your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could you could throw some other things in the mix. Variety, variety, not only for your health, but to get the, you know, like you said, like all the different benefits from food. Food is so amazing. That's like yep. as many different elements that the food can bring me. That's as many elements I want in my day of eating. But also just so, yeah, I don't get bored of what I mean. Like I like looking at my meal and going like, oh, I can't wait to eat this. And like, yeah. that's going to be fun. That's going to be cool. Rather than like, oh, this is the same meal that I had yesterday and yep. yesterday and yesterday. Because that's what, you know, if you're really in the process or you're really trying to start to eat healthy now or maybe again or whatever i think that's what can kind of kick people out of it is just the boredom and the repetitiveness mm-hmm. of the same things over and over and over again that'll kind of that I, that would make me not want to eat a period yeah you know if i had to eat chips every single day every meal or whatever i would get bored of that and not want to do that was that. like us like chicken and veggies we had that for like yep. a year and a half yep yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, but I would say just balance, variety, take the time with it, and be intentional. Um, but yeah, food is your friend. Food is fun. And I think the variety is, you know, that kind of goes into the intuitive eating part too, is the more that you experiment or the more things that you try and you have, you'll you'll kind of learn too what your body responds well to, maybe what it doesn't respond well to, um, and and that's cool and that's beneficial yeah cool is that it Food 2.0 yeah cool uh like and subscribe to the youtube channel follow our facebook page the hub fitness our instagram at the hub underscore fitness and see you later see you later (laughs) you have to finish it (laughs) 